the Colossal Tussle Podcast, episode number 31, and it is time for the Fall Brawl, the War Games. <laughs> the War. <laughs> oh, we need to get, we, we need to get uh, the William Regals. That's um, right. Yeah. I'm going in the spirit of the Shockmaster. <laughs> <laughs> because it is I, KJ Shockmaster Johnson. <laughs> Alongside the Canadian Bulldog. Just John. There you go. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Colossal Tussle Podcast. And this one is an incredibly important one. Because, yes, because not only are we going to be dealing with Fall Brawl 1997 and an epic review for, spoiler alert, a pretty epic show, but also. All the marbles are on the line. I have, I have uh, done some promo on Instagram. I see. I have I done that. some promo on the Twitters <laughs> because it is predictions time. It is predictions to WrestleMania 39. You will be listening to this when it goes live on th- 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 Thursday, just in time for WrestleMania weekend. Because, yep. of course, you and I are going to be watching it yep. together yep. in the same room in Holy Metro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, we were dropping a little earlier, so you guys have, have some time to listen to, to the pod. And then go yes, watch Mania. And then get your predictions in with us. Because yep. every day up until WrestleMania, I will be posting a series of polls mm. in which I want to hear from ye <laughs> about cool. what you have online for predictions. I want to know. Mm. Many people, which is kind of a surprise to me that mm-hmm. we're going to get into, on the Twitters right now, on the Twitterverse right now, is uh, Reigns thoroughly in the lead on our polls to win at WrestleMania 39. Yep, and uh, well, we'll get into it once we once we start the reviews, because you know, I have some thoughts on that as well. No, indeed, you know? indeed. <laughs> well, without further ado, how was your week? How are you doing? it's it's been a week man it's been it's been it's been a decent little week man how about you i'm i'm doing all right yeah. i'm doing all right i'm happy i'm rested uh a quick question uh-huh. before we get started with all the with all the fun stuff we got planned yeah how have you been liking the road to wrestlemania so far it's been fine <laughs> <laughs> You sounded so excited. I thought you were going <laughs> to. Well, because sadly, the only things that I'm really interested in are the main event, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the tag title match. Yep. Usos versus Kevin yep. Owens and Sami Zayn. And really not very much else. I think I think the only thing that I'm interested in more so for the spectacle of it would be uh, Rollins versus Logan Paul because I'm almost certain that that is going to steal the weekend. Yeah. I am almost certain I would put my money on it. If we were doing a bonus question of what would be match of the night, I would say that it would yeah. be that one. Just because Logan Paul despite all hatred (laughs) is incredible and he continues to get better i've never i i hate the fact that it's happening but he Mm -hmm. i saw like one of his promos the other day and i was like this this was a fine fine promo they even gave him the what chance and he dealt with it 
better than a lot of these pros are doing That's it. Really so, like Charlotte Flair, yeah. who nearly crumbled and died. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he handled everything. He handled everything well. Again, just a little minor tweaks here and there, but yeah. he's, he's doing good, man. Yeah, and I mean, despite the idea of like, uh, I would say maybe Ray and Dominic Mysterio being put up there as one of the mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. matches that have had decent build and a very good story. Dominic Mysterio, I hope, wins and gets a lot of heat yeah. uh, in the process. Although, but besides that, a lot of weak build. A lot of weak build. The the two women's championship matches, I don't think, have been stellar. Not at all. I don't even think the champions and the challengers even faced each other. Exactly. Like... <laughs> uh, the women's and men's four-way tags, all, I mean, nothing there other than to get them onto the show. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an, interest, an interesting strategy to get more people on the show mm-hmm. since it's a two-night thing but it kind of felt a bit rushed as yeah, well yeah. yeah but you've got like team becky and damage control they're kind mm-hmm. of the weak too so a lot of weak build and really i think we're only like this wrestlemania is very much built on the foundation of the bloodline story arc yeah which has been so exceptional that i think we're still going into wrestlemania with a lot of hype yeah but on the counter side of that, we're looking at a few weak builds that will ultimately end in fantastic matches, no doubt. Because yeah. Charlotte, well, that, Rhea and all that stuff—that's going to be great. That's my whole thing with like this road to WrestleMania. Like, I haven't been too much of a fan of it. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I haven't watched the last two Raws because there's just there's just yeah. nothing there. Yeah. But you look at the card and you're like, this is gonna this is going to be an amazing, like just yeah. for match quality purposes, Exactly the way it's stacking up, it looks like it's going to be a fantastic card, but mm-hmm. for the, for the fans of storylines, you only have like one or two that are actually going on right now. Exactly. So that's kind of, that's kind of disappointing. But it, once you see the two storylines that are mm-hmm. present, it's like, okay, I can see yeah. why you slacked off a little yeah. bit type of thing. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I know, I know, that this WrestleMania is going to be one of the better ones that we've had mm-hmm. in a long old time. Yeah. Um, Cause like, yeah, other WrestleManias have been pretty good, but especially during our pandemic era WrestleManias, they've all been kind of like, Oh, just yeah. please be good. Whereas yeah. this one, I'm going into it with the knowledge of this is going to pay off. I yeah, have quite a lot of faith. Cause you had the, you you had the pandemic WrestleMania, mm. then the WrestleMania that it was raining, it was half and yeah, 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 delayed, <laughs> yeah, delayed for like almost two hours. So mm. I feel like this is their like, you know what? We're we're back on track. Yeah. Nothing stopping us now, yeah. Yeah. unless you know something terrible happens, which hopefully nothing does. Hopefully not. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. But let's get into it. Predictions, because what is on the line for your Colossal Tussle tandem boys? Only a pay-per-view punishment in which (laughs) one of us, whoever wins, goes away and has a proper think about what will genuinely emotionally hurt the other. Because uh, as best friends, that is what we do here. Yeah. We try we try to make the other person sad for the enjoyment <laughs> of ourselves first and then the public that listen. <laughs> I, I, I need this one. I don't think I've mm. won one of these predictions. Mm. So 
This is this is my time. This, this is, is your this comeback is my, time. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see how you do. Because get on the board this time. Notoriously, I am more of an AEW person than yeah. I am a WWE person. I don't watch the weekly TV with Raw or SmackDown or anything like that. I only catch highlights. Whereas with AEW, I will tune into an episode or two For the whole, yeah, and yeah. stay pretty much followed up. WWE sometimes is a mystery, but let's see. <laughs> because first and foremost, we have the U.S. title match, yeah. which is said to be kicking off WrestleMania. Okay, Apparently, that's night that's number one, so Saturday. Yep. It is John Cena going after the U.S. championship once again against the man that needs to prove himself, Austin Theory. I will start first Go with just John. Uh... I'm going theory. Theory retains. Theory retains. Yeah, like I, I had this whole this whole thing in my head where like John Cena turns heel <laughs> and and wins the title, but then I'm like, there's no way they're gonna do that now. It's way too late. But it's, there's a little hope in me. A no, little hope in me. Never. But I'm never. going theory. Theory for the win. Theory for the win. I too choose Austin Theory. I believe that will be a great way to start off the mania. But I mean, okay. when you're starting off mania, you kind of want a big pop at the beginning of the show. So you'll see them, man. I, well, <laughs> I, I don't know about the heel Cena bit, but Cena wins low, certainly. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul Arena. I think this is a this is a pretty obvious one. I think Logan Paul wins it. Ah, yeah, so you have it's, an obvious Paul win. Yeah, yeah, it's Hollywood. Ah. He's the he's the big star. I think they're mm. gonna give him the give him the win. Yeah, interesting, know? interesting. Yeah. I'm kind of on the fence about it. I'm kind of on the fence, but I do think Logan Paul will get the victory. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It will be it would be interesting to see how he wins. Mm -hmm. But I can definitely see his little shit-eating grin when he picks up a sneaky win. And then he goes on to say that he's undefeated at WrestleMania, having yeah. only done two WrestleManias. But that would be very funny. Yeah, I, I, can, I can already see shenanigans. It's Hollywood. He mm -hmm. has a bunch of friends. It's yes, definitely yes, going to be yes. some shenanigans. Absolutely. Team Beckett versus Damage Control. I... I'm a little scared about this one. <laughs> I do believe that damage control will win. Mm -hmm. However, it is under the circumstances of how they win. Because I have a little interesting theory, which I we thought was only going to be me. We might have the exact same mm. theory. We might. Gosh. <laughs> we might have the same theory, but it, it, it'll be interesting. It was corroborated by somebody online as well. Okay, somebody else okay. has this theory that... Damage control will break up here. Oh, we have damage a control. Theory, yes, yes. Okay, uh, we okay. have EO Sky and Dakota Kai. They will walk out on Bailey. They will walk out. But then Bailey will be left all alone. It'll be like, oh no, one against three. And then Trish Stratus oh, turns so we on do her have partners. Say. Okay, okay, okay. Turns on her partners. And Bailey will get the win, and it will be Bailey and Trish. It will be Lita and Becky, and it will be the remnants of Damage Control, a three-way for the tag team titles. I like that. 
I like that. I hope that happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because my mine mine was just Trish Stratus turns heel mm-hmm. and Damage Control wins. Mm-hmm. But I like that better. Mm-hmm. I yes. like your idea better. And surprisingly, this was this was corroborated stories. But uh, but yeah, other people have this theory, which I did not I did not think about. That's but, a, that's a good because what's I mean, the next pay per view after WrestleMania? It's uh backlash. Backlash. Yeah, I can see that being being a backlash a backlash thing, yeah, or even push it till some SummerSlam. I can yeah, see that. I they can see also that. have a Saudi show in between, so we can get them all dressed up in their <laughs> tightest onesies and send them on out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but you know, <laughs> nice thought. Defending a women's okay. title. Yeah. So so far we're 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 pretty much we're even. We're even three, pretty three. much even. So okay. we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to be uh, getting getting aggressive here. Okay. Lesnar. And Omos. <laughs> I got Lester. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got Lester. You have Brock Lesnar winning this. Eh? <laughs> I definitely have Brock Lesnar winning this as well. I okay. can't imagine this going any other way other than an F5 to Omos and yeah. calling it quits in three minutes time. That's three, what we should do. Three minutes. That's what we should do. No. Is this sub five minutes or over five minutes? Extra point. <laughs> I'll go over five minutes. You're going over I five minutes. I think they'll minutes. give him like a good like eight minutes. Under five. Because that way they can be like, oh, look, almost can go long. Yeah. I think they'll give him like a good eight minutes. Okay. Well, we know that Lesnar's going to win, but will it be under or over I five got, minutes? I got the over. Here tweet, we go. tweet at us. Tell us if it's over five minutes mm-hmm. or under five minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. see what the Twitterverse says. Let's go to another championship match. This, the Raw Women's Championship, in which Bianca Belair takes on Asuka. Who do you have for me one? I have Bianca retaining. You have a retention yeah. for Bianca. I have Asuka. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We finally split on something. Okay, I have. I, I I'm sticking with Bianca. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Bianca wins. I I mean I I can definitely see how Bianca would would win because this mm-hmm. has been a subpar build um, since she's come back. Unfortunately, she yeah. hasn't had a lot of momentum as Asuka. Um, but she looks like a killer, so let's see what the match does. Yeah. Yes, but I believe Asuka. So very interesting. And then SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. And so the reason I say Bianca retains yes. is because I think Rhea wins uh-huh. the title and they want to make it more imp- like a mm. bigger pop, mm. you know? So I think. For the women, the SmackDown women's title, I think Rhea wins it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I too have Rhea winning, yes. But I mean, she's supposed to be a heel, though. You know, she's supposed to. <laughs> I don't know what's got happening. This big pop. Because Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte's supposed to be the baby face, but they've been booing her like crazy. They have because she's not a baby. Face. Yeah, she's not a likable person. <laughs> and Rhea, Rhea at least has the the whole comedy angle mm. shit with uh, Dom, so I can see Dom. Getting like kicked in the face or something mm. by Charlotte. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre, another potential show stealer, another potential weekend stealer. This yes, is indeed. Be a for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. Uh, I have Gunther retaining. Mm. I think they're gonna they they they're gonna try to break the whole honky tonk record. Mm. Yeah. You see, because I also believe that Gunther is going to win. Mm-hmm. 
But we're agreeing too much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want to switch so it up? So I might have to be bold. Go for it. I think Drew McIntyre might steal <laughs> oh it. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? That's fair. I think Drew McIntyre may steal, and then the possibility of potential Drew heel turnage. Okay, okay. Because it's I, it, it can go one of two ways. It's either Sheamus gets jealous and overly jealous and turns heel, mm-hmm. or Drew McIntyre steals it from Sheamus, keeps gloating about it. They have a match. It's like, okay, whatever. I'll give you the shot at the title. You want one so bad? Here you go. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a heel turn at some point like in it. which I Drew like McIntyre will be like, fuck you, kick you in the dick. Retains it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I like it. I yeah, like it. Because if Gunther retains, it's going to be all right. Gunther is just going to break a record for the sake of breaking a record, yeah, which yeah. is fine because Gunther is great. But story element-wise, if we want to keep going want, with you Drew. You want that instead. Yeah. Because mm, if we want to keep going with Drew and Sheamus, might be the way to go. Edge and Finn Balor inside hell in a cell. I was discussing this. With uh, my brother, Brother Mm -hmm. Greed, Mm -hmm. about the idea that the Hell in a Cell not being either a co-main event or the main event of WrestleMania Night 1 feels very strange to me. Listen, uh, Hell in a Cell has lost its appeal Mm. for like a couple years now. Mm. And it's not even the match's fault. It's just the way they build stories Mm. towards that match. Like Mm -hmm. they, they don't treat it with like, the danger mm. that, like, you know, if you go back to the 90s, like, a Hell in a Cell match was like, you hate this person yes. to the point where you you don't want no outside interferences. You just want to beat the hell out of this person in the cage. Yeah. And I think it's just been watered down throughout mm. the years. Yeah. Like, like this feud's already, like, way past its its prime. Yeah. And just, and putting the Hell in a Cell is kind of like their way of being like, look, we, we can still make this feud exciting. <laughs> but it's like you're, you're probably going to be like in the middle of like night yeah. one or night two. So it's yeah. like. And you it know. just feels weird. It just, it just, just feels weird. Listen, they, Hell in a Cell. And listen, they push, they, they've done everything to make you want to care about this. Mm-hmm. They're, they're bringing back the demon Finn Balor. Yeah. They're putting them in a cage. Yeah. But. Most of the people online are just like, I don't care. Like, they've yeah. Edge has won every yeah. match between these two. Yeah. Like, what are they fighting over? Mm-hmm. Even if Finn Balor does win this match, which I think he is going to win it, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so you're one in like six against yeah. this dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Interesting. Interesting. So you're going with Balor. I'm going with Balor. I think they're going to give him the win just to mm-hmm. give him the win, but. Edge. Oh. Yep. Ooh. Edge is gonna kill him one you, more time. You go. You're going for the clean sweep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Edge is just gonna kill him. <laughs> kill him one more time. I mean, the, 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 put the, him out of his misery. The demon has already lost. the The luster has come off the rose. It's yeah. been a long time since we've had the demon. Yeah. I hope in this instance that I'm wrong. <laughs> And I win overall and lose this point because I would like to see Finn Balor win yeah. and continue that momentum. But uh, I think Edge is going to be the one that uh, that pulls it right on off. All right, let's. All mm-hmm. right. Women uh, tag spectacular. The, the showcase, indeed. Yeah. Uh, of which we have Liv Morgan and Raquel, mm-hmm. uh, Natty 
and Shotzi. Mm-hmm. Green and Deville. Yeah. And the only tag team, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. <laughs> uh, so who, oh, who might be winning this one? <laughs> Even though everything's telling me that it's going to be the obvious pick, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. This whole women's tag division has been a fucking mess. I'm not sure if they're sticking with Ronda and Shayna or if they're just going to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh t- I have Liz and Raquel. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have. Ronnie and Shani Bell. All right. (laughs) Easy peasy. peasy. But what about the next one? The men's showcase. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they're on different nights. There's no way they're going to put both Uh, of these showcases on the same night. Pretty sure women are going on first and men are going on second. Okay, okay. We have Braun and Ricochet. Mm -hmm. We have the Street Profits. We have American Alpha. Alpha Academy. Oh yeah! <laughs> what the fuck? American Alpha was him and I. I miss that tag team so much. <laughs> Alpha Academy. Yeah. Forgive me. And the Viking Raider Raiders. We have three tag teams in this one. Three, and then a ramshackle team. That's amazing. <laughs> no, well, technically four, because but didn't Braun and, and Ricochet yeah, compete in that whole thing? So yeah, it's, they it's don't four. have a team name. It's, it's three. <laughs> they don't have a team name. Who do you have for me? <laughs> this match is is interesting just because out of the four, there's two teams that could, mm. that you could see a possible like a uh, heel turn or mm. not heel turn, just a split because mm. you have the whole uh, Alpha Academy. Uh, and maximum male models thing right. going on. Yeah. So like you can see Otis kind of splitting from from that. Mm. But then you also have the street profits mm. where they've been hinting at have, wanting to have Montez go solo for a while now. Yeah. So do they do that at WrestleMania? Do they hold off on it? Mm-hmm. So the, those are two interesting dynamics in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with uh with Strowman and Ricochet. And you're going yeah, with I'm the going Strowman? with the eyeball. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, they like they like giving Braun Strowman tag wins at mm. Mania, you know. Mm, that's, <laughs> true. that's true, yes, yes. I am actually going with a bit of a sleeper option. Mm. I'm picking the Viking Raiders in this experience mm. because if I am to be believed in our next pre- uh, predictions that the tag titles will change hands, I'm trying to think of the first maybe minor tag team mini feud or something like that to establish our new champions and the only real heels of the bunch (laughs) if they get a big win over three top teams at wrestlemania that could that can put them in a good in a good spot Mm mm-hmm I, I can see that. I like that. Yes. I like that. I will be going with the Viking Raiders right. on this one because in our next match, our emotional, drama-filled base, we have the tag team titles on the line, the undisputed belts, in which Owens and Zayn are trying to take them from the Usos. Yep. I don't think they're going to advance the story anymore from here. So mm. I'm just going to go with the clear option of Sammy and Kevin Owen win. Absolutely. Nick's, it sw- switches Absolutely. hands. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like the Usos already broke every record. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're, they're, they're trying to end the whole bloodline mm. storyline soon. Yeah. So I think that's. And that's uh, Sammy will pin 
Jay. Of course. Of course. Has Come on. Has Come on. No, they, they can't make it this far and then fumble it's it at the very gonna, end. Yeah. It's going to be heartbreaking <laughs> yeah, to yeah. watch those two. Like I'm little, looking forward to I can, it. I can see like a, a, a Shawn Michaels mm. flair moment where he yeah. kind of hesitates and then he's, he's like, like, you know, I got to mm. do it. Yeah. Yeah. And kicked the dick off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another emotional one. Yeah. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. I'm looking forward to this one. Who do you have? Uh, I have Dominic Mysterio take mm. demasking Ray. Oh, I think he's taking the mask I as think well. He takes the mask. Mm. You know, this is a it, it, it's 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 a Mexican tradition. You mm. know, once a, once you take the mask off off of a wrestler, that's the ultimate sign of disrespect. Mm. And Dom's done everything to Ray. Yeah. Except for that. So I think mm. WrestleMania takes the mask off, rolls Ray up, mm. wins. We see Ray without a mask for the first time in years. Yes, in years. And <laughs> hopefully he rides off into the sunset or, mm. you know, maybe they continue it. But I think that's going to be it. And then Dom just makes his entrance every time with Ray's mask. Mm. That's that in my perfect world, that's how I would book it. I'm not mm. sure how they, they plan on doing it. Mm. I mean, I love that idea. I would just like to extend that. Mm. Because this is the first match in the series, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think this could go for a lot longer. I think this has got wheels. You think you could do you think they can push it to like a, a mean, SummerSlam? I mean, maybe not a full SummerSlam, but maybe majority of the spring. I mean, if they can that's do fair. it. Yeah, if they can fair. do it. Because I mean, we're going to assume maybe that Judgment Day will stay together. Maybe Sans Rhea Ripley, but yeah, Rhea yeah. Ripley can be on both shows anyway. Doesn't matter. So the Judgment Day can stay together regardless. Yeah. I think Rey Mysterio will pick up the win here. Okay. Yes. And then an angry and jealous Dominic Mysterio will just keep going and he'll keep attacking and he'll keep egging him on and, and fighting him and this time <laughs> getting more and more physical until finally the mask gets put up for grabs. Okay. And maybe it's a... Make it like an actual mask. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's like a, I'll leave the judgment day or put the hair on the line in a classic... He does have long hair. In a hair. classic yeah, yeah. luchador style thing. The mask versus the hair. Very simple. That's Very fair. traditional. That's good. That's good. I think this has got more legs to cap it off than just at WrestleMania. And I think you give Ray the feel-good moment standing up for... The children standing up for his familia. <laughs> and then Dominic Mysterio is just like, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Honestly, that honestly, that ending literally depends on who's backstage. Mm -hmm. Who's actually because we know that Vince hates a feel-good moment. <laughs> so this is true. It depends who's backstage, yeah. but Honest, I can see I can see them taking this throughout the spring and, I think so. and pushing a little bit. I think bit. so. I think it would be a little bit foolish to end it here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even though it has gotten the long build, this is the first match between father and son. Father, son. Yeah, Who yeah. wouldn't want to milk that? <laughs> yeah. I certainly would. And then finally, we have the undisputed title. Where we have Roman Reigns defending the undisputed title against Cody Rhodes, the main event, 
The reason that the SoFi Stadium is probably going to be, if not sold out, then very, very, very fucking yes. close. Yes. The reason that there hasn't been any storylines in this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're putting all their eggs into this match. I think so. And I think personally they've done a tremendous job, especially Amazing. when they were when they were having to balance Sami Zayn and Cody. You know, my heart thinks that Sammy should probably have been in here, should probably have been a triple threat. I, I feel if they... Maybe. Again, if they didn't pick up... Yeah. If Cody didn't become the success that he became like yeah. when he moved over to WWE, it would have been a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the fans just gravitated towards Cody, mm. you know, he has the entrance, he has the star power. It does. I no. think they've done a good job. But yeah. a lot of people, apparently are not on board. They're not on board, and they think that Roman, you know, they think that Rhodes is not the guy, and that Roman should continue his San Martino-like reign, because it's it's getting to the point where we're getting on the uh, the Bob Backlund and Pedro Morales yep. territory. We're getting close to the Hulk Hogan territory. Like, this and is a long old reign, but here we have to decide who is it <laughs> that is going to win and walk out for all of the prediction marbles, I am going with one Cody Rhodes. I've been waiting for it. Mm. I look forward to it. I think that it is the way to go. I think if you if you do it and you pull the trigger, babyface champion, give him very good stories coming out of it because notoriously we put it on a babyface champion mm-hmm. that you know you have to conquer this unbeatable heel like a Brock Lesnar let's say mm-hmm. and it went on to a Seth Rollins and then <laughs> Seth Rollins went first to a Baron Corbin <laughs> you try to escape the Baron Corbin void that blow that, that vortex yeah. of just mid-carters that yeah. now get so, title shots. Let's not do that to a babyface <laughs> champion. Let's give him a formidable opponent. And then maybe we'll be looking at it a bit more fondly than having a Kofi Kingston, let's say, <laughs> beating a juggernaut like Daniel Bryan and then going directly to Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> And then getting fed to Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. in like a five-minute match on Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that makes uh, that makes perfect sense. Um, I'm going with Roman though. Yes, I'm one of those people. With I'm sticking Roman. with. I think Usos lose the title. I think mm. they're gonna do their best to make it seem like this might be it for the bloodline, mm. and he's just gonna pull pull. Something's gonna happen. And he's going to fucking win the title. And we're going to keep this train going, baby. Really? We're going to keep it going. Mm. I Listen, I've, I've wanted someone to to break one of these records. Not the uh, Bruno San Martino record because he went on for like seven years. Yeah. There's no way we can ever reach that. <laughs> like, Unless there's like three more pandemics. Mm. But, but I think like him, him beating some of the other guys that have like still – amazing range but shorter like uh like hogan and pedro Mm. morales and shit i think it's 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 doable Mm. i think there's enough contenders that like you can still push this 
even to the next mania if you play your cards right. Really? Do I trust WWE to do that? Mm. Probably not. <laughs> but I still think Roman wins it at really? Mania. I yeah. Stun silence. I can hear it. I now. am I am genuinely I can hear it now. But I mean, I I think you're in the majority somehow. I'm telling you, man. Um, he he wins at Mania, then something, something, something happens. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam, him and Cody again, but this time just mm-hmm. for one title. Mm-hmm. And then they slowly take the titles off of him. He loses one at, at SummerSlam, then he loses the next one to Sammy maybe or Jay mm-hmm. or whoever the fuck at whatever the next main pay-per-view is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then ne- and then next paper next WrestleMania he either comes in as the underdog or mm. only holding one title. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> all right. So we have bonus questions. Yes. Bonus points can be earned here. So if you completely tank your predictions on one <laughs> show, I you might be able to redeem ourselves with the first bonus are there any sort of faces and heel turns if so who you have to get this one right otherwise zero points earned uh i'm going with trish trish turning heel yes i i also yeah trish Trish with the heel turn any returns or debuts and if so who that's a that's a that's a doozy. Mm. I will go first. Go for while it. While you think about it, because I it. have one. I have two. But it's I'm not a mini sure. return, but we have the Miz that is going to be guest hosting apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and so I believe that we're going to get a bit of a Stone Cold Steve Austin return. That's that's cool. Yeah, I can, I can see that. They've been teasing something with Stone Cold for a while yes. now. So that, that's fair. And I suspect that that is going to be the person that shows up. I mean, among others, but yeah. if I have to put a stamp, guaranteed one person that oh. will do some kind of physical interaction. I got one. I got mine. I got mine. Austin with the Miz. I got mine. Who do you have, sir? Jake Paul. Jake Paul! Uh, he comes down, helps his brother. Ah. Boom, boom, boom. So you think a debut for Mr. Paul? I think that's what's happening. He's going to come down. Uh, when Seth Rollins beating his brother, punch mm. him, boom, boom. Okay, we win. Very interesting. I like that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Jake Paul. You know what? Mm-hmm. Lock that one in. Stamp it. Okay. I'm I'm going with Jake Paul. And finally, how many titles change hands? Wow, oh, shit. You go first. Hold on. I have four titles changing hands. I believe only two. People will retain, and that being oh no, I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I have three because I've changed my IC title pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I believe that the only person then retaining <laughs> is Austin Theory. <laughs> I ha- I have I have two changing hands. Austin Theory, yep. yeah. Oscar will win. Rio will win. I now have Drew winning because of my <laughs> thought process, which I I I hold merit. I hold merit <laughs> to that idea. And then we have Owens and Zayn for the tag titles, and Rhodes for the undisputed. So I think um, 
yeah, yeah, yeah you've got a lot of yeah. yeah I, I only so have, I have two. I have the I the, the tag titles turn uh, switching hands, and I have uh, the SmackDown Four. Women's title Four. switching Five. hands. I have. Five titles changing hands. I just, have, I just have two. Excuse me. I have five <laughs> titles changing hands. That is a lot. You have two. Two. And who are your two? Sorry. Uh, tag titles. Tag titles. And uh, SmackDown. SmackDown women's. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I have a big plate. And that's just to get one point. I yeah. have to get five titles for one point. And then, of course, we have our little our little side one of under or over five minutes yeah. for Brock yeah, yeah. Lesnar. I want we over. have we have the potential for a lot of points here. So one person can walk away with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17 points are up for grabs. I'm hoping that bonus round helps me a little because mm. I don't think my predictions, I don't know. I'm not mm. 100% sure about them. See, 17 points up for grabs this weekend. We'll be following it right along. So let's see. And then, of course, what we all came here for. The predictions are exciting and all, but we got to get back into our DeLorean. Yes, sir. Because we came here for a purpose. We came here for a reason, and that is for the fall brawl. The war games. <laughs> war games. It's war games. It's war games. <laughs> and so here we go. 1997 presents fall brawl in North Carolina. We're in flare country, it's flare baby. Country, man. Let's see what happens. Your livelihood is there's someone standing next to you with a tear in their eye. for the mother fudging numbers. All right? Let's do it. Run, run it down, buddy. Let's right. get it. The shock master with all the details <laughs> is up and ready to go because in September 14th, 1997, from the Memorial Coliseum in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, we have Fall Brawl 1997. Now this, this is interesting. This is very interesting that I want to talk about because I want to discuss the buys first. Okay. And it's going to be it's going to be a good thing to look back on especially when we get to the end and our main event. Okay. And because I did a lot of research and a lot of digging. I reread uh the the cha uh, a chapter in the book of uh, the death of WCW mm -hmm. uh discussing this pay-per-view because th this is low key a very significant pay-per-view. For WCW. Okay. For a multitude of different reasons that we will discuss. The pay-per-view buys 
for this show is 148,000 pay-per-view buys. This is a two-part interesting thing. Road Wild received significantly higher buy rates than this. They were in the 300,000 plus as we've discussed. Mm -hmm. Not only that, so we're, we're halved in terms of the pay-per-view buy rates. We are also below last year's. Now, keep in mind, every pay-per-view that we have discussed has outperformed the previous year. Every single one, except for this one. 165,000 pay-per-view buys. Okay. Very interesting. Not only that, the gate, or the, the attendance, excuse me, 11,939. Now, this is sold out, which is great, but it's only sold out by 600 extra people. Because in the same venue last year, 11,300 people. Back in a bit. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. In both cases. Now, we have to consider the fact that this is North Carolina. This is flair country. This is yeah. horseman country in the major storyline as they were last year. And yet the buy rate halved from the previous month and lower this year. Do you think it's a it's more of a how do you say like an exhaustion factor mm. with the fans? Because if you look at the this card, mm. it's similar to almost every pay-per-view card we've had this mm. year. It's on like, you know, we'll switch this guy out for this guy. Yeah. But it's basically been the same or similar very possible. type of card. Even the uh, the, uh, on the card, there's DDP and Luger versus yes. uh, Savage and Hall, which right. we've seen mm -hmm. three times already. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that it's a point like our fans just like okay, we've seen this, we don't mm. have to rush yeah. to see it again, or mm -hmm. or do you think there's another factor playing into into it? I don't know. It's very interesting. That is a very good point. Um, perhaps as we get into the show and all of the things that have been happening leading up to this show, I think might have a lot to do with it as well. And also, too, I think that we are doing more of a significant build to Halloween Havoc and also Starcade. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe this uh, this show is falling under the radar because we're trying to focus on the other two big shows coming at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Very possible as well. So we will see mm -hmm. as we get into it. The live gate two hundred thirteen thousand three hundred thirty dollars, which is up from last year. So at least they no, got that for them. They got their and it is time for the ratings war. Yes. What would you rather, just John? Yeah. Now, we are back in true form because last month we only had one to choose from. In this case, we have a ton to choose from. <laughs> Starting with August 11th. This is going to be very difficult for you, I think. Okay. This, these choices are going Let's to be see. very <laughs> difficult for you. Raw scores a 2.95 rating in the main event. Shawn Michaels takes on Mankind 
in which this is one of Shawn Michaels' first matches back after being gone for many, many months with his issues with Bret Hart and all yeah. of that stuff and his knee trouble. Uh, this is also leading up to the... Uh, or it's just slightly after SummerSlam. Could be either one. Uh, but this features uh, the beginnings and the seeds of D-Generation X because Triple H helps out Shawn Michaels in this mm, match. Okay. Yes. And then on the other side, we have Monday Nitro scoring a 3.8 in which the Macho Man takes on Kurt Henning, the result for said match is a DQ victory <laughs> for Kurt Henning. What would you rather? <laughs> I'll go for the birth of DX. Uh, that's very interesting. Very uh, interesting. Only WCW, I swear to God. Next week, August the 18th, Raw scores a 3.13 as The Undertaker and Mankind take on... Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Oh, shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nitro scores a 4.03 as Diamond Dallas Page and Lex Luger take on the Outsiders. I will withhold the match result until you decide which one you would rather. I'll go with uh, WWE again. Again? Yeah. That is two to zero. Yeah. The month of August. It was a DQ victory of for Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> and Lex Luger. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Starting to see some cracks in the armor. Uh, for the next two weeks, Raw is preempted by the, uh, by the Westminster Dog Show. So. <laughs> yes. So I will tell what you what was going on in the night. Why? Why is the dog show just kicking everyone's ass in the nineties? Man, dog show is a big deal. Holy it's a shit! Big deal. However, and this very much pains me to say this, but on August the twenty fifth, uh, I will tell you first what Raw scored on the Friday, just because it's ridiculous. It's Friday night Raw. They score a one point six. Oh. Mm -hmm. Shit. Meanwhile, Nitro overall scores a 4.97, which just blew him out the fucking mm, water. In which Lex Luger takes on the Macho Man in the main event. Okay. That ends in a no contest. Uh, <laughs> however, this Nitro sets another cable record. In the middle of the show. Mm. Overall, of course, yes, but in the middle of the show, there is a U.S. championship match. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. It's not a U.S. championship match. But it is a match in which is looked at by 3.5 million homes. <clears throat> and an additional overall 4.15 million tuned in to see the match of Eddie Guerrero versus Steve Mongo McMichael. <laughs> My guy is a draw. My guy is a draw. I'm telling you. <laughs> they lined up to see Mongol, man. Come mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. uh, on, 
All those pay-per-view fucking Coleman events weren't for nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mongo is a proven commodity, a apparently. A needle mover. <laughs> on September the 1st, Raw is once again preempted. Once again has to air on Friday. Well, and Because of the dog show again? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And once again, scores a 1.6. Oh, shit. Meanwhile, Monday Nitro scores a 4.73 in which Scott Hall and Randy Savage take on Diamond Dallas Page and Lex Luger. You heard me right. The match that is going to be taking place at the pay-per-view was given away on free television where Scott Hall and Randy Savage pick up the win. By... Shenanigans. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Back to full form and your final choice on the road to fall brawl. Raw scores a 2.54 rating as Triple H takes on Savio Vega, Mm -hmm. taking on the Patriots. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile. That's a weird triple threat match. Nitro scores a 3.81 in which Lex Luger takes on Diamond Dallas Page. Okay. Yes. okay. The team members, yeah, they, had, they, they must had some fight friction. it out. Yeah, they had some friction. Okay. I'll go I'll go WCW. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh that ended in a no contest. Oh, <laughs> ended in a goddamn no contest. <laughs> oh my god. Something told me it was gonna end in a no contest. <laughs> oh. So out of their out of four out of Five shows mm. leading up to their big yes. pay-per-view. Yeah. Four of them ended in no contest. Yeah, no contest or inconclusive finishes, DQs. And the and one like, that did end in a pinfall was shenanigans. <laughs> How did this company fail? Mm. I don't see any cracks. Meanwhile, <laughs> Roddy Piper becomes the interim commissioner yes. on Monday night. And books the War Games cage match that is featured tonight. And the reason for this, of course, is because we have, during the lead up to this show, Arn Anderson, who had suffered a career ending injury, mm-hmm. uh, was forced to retire and had a very emotional retirement speech about his inability to wrestle again, about his alcoholism, uh, touching on it, and things of that nature. This is a very famous scene. Yeah, and then and the, the next did. week. <laughs> Most disrespectful promo. Indeed. Where Kevin Nash dressed in a fat suit, holding a, a, a cooler of beers, and everybody dressed as the four horsemen, and oh there was tears God. and all of this such and such. Uh, Question for you. Would, could they do this angle in 2023? <laughs> <If> no. <laughs> no, they could not. <laughs> I have to go back and watch it. I'm like, there's no way some shit like this flies now. No. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, especially because there's, like, there's no comeuppance on the show. Yeah. Like, as it happens, they do this angle where they just shit on the horseman for a solid ten minutes, making fun of this man and bringing up very real issues. Yeah. And none of the horsemen storm the ring and, like, chase them out or anything. This is just heat for the sake of heat. 
yeah. um, to build up to this show. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's quite ridiculous. So not only does Roddy Piper become commissioner and book the war games, he's also got his eye on the reason that we're doing this whole season. He wants Hogan. He wants him in a cage. Yeah. And that will be coming at Halloween Havoc 1997. The NWO B team will be going up against the Four Horsemen tonight. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Kevin Nash, we have such luminaries of the NWO as Conan, <laughs> Buff Bagwell, and Six. Yeah. They, they brought out the heavy hitters. Mm. They brought out the heavy hitters for this, yes, indeed. For this main event. Uh, and also, a side note, a lot of admin before mm. we get into yeah, the show. Yeah. A lot has happened. Because we also had a clash at the champions. The final clash at the champions, as a matter of, cha- uh, as a matter of fact, um, on August the 21st from Nashville, Tennessee, in which 6,500 people came for a $75,089 live gate and a 3.64 rating with $37,000 in merch sales. (laughs) I've got the numbers. (laughs) Uh, This also features the Sting Crow main event segment. Have you you seen this? Not recently. All right. So at the end of the show, which features a tag match in which Scott Hall and uh, I believe Randy Savage mm-hmm. take on Diamond Dallas or Lex Luger and somebody else that substituted for Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, but that's not really important. Uh, the NWO stands tall, of course. And then in the rafters, <laughs> Sting is holding a crow. On his shoulder. Oh, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he sends it down <laughs> to the ring. <laughs> I and for a solid minute and a half, I don't know if anybody's counted to a minute and a half and just did nothing before. It's an eternity. <laughs> for a solid minute and a half, the NWO looks on in fright. As a crow (laughs) just sits on the top rope. (laughs) And that's how we end the last Clash of Champions ever. And to think this was a pillar of WCW television. And that is the last image that we ever had of it. Is a bunch of grown men being scared of a crow. Hey, man. Uh, Mike Tanay, Tony Schiavone, and Bobby the Brain Heenan are on the desk tonight. No Dusty Rhodes, which was terrible. I thought that we weren't <laughs> going to get as many comedy goofs. We, we got, I was mistaken. No, we, got, we got some good ones. We got some good ones. Yeah. Especially in that main event. There, yes. was some, there was some good ones. As we introduce the first match, the opener. A WCW Cruiserweight title match in which Eddie Guerrero takes on the new champion, month-long Chris Jericho. I had to do some digging because I couldn't tell. I watched the Nitros leading up to this, and Mm. I was like, why does Chris Jericho have the title all of a sudden? (laughs) It happened on WCW Saturday night in which Chris Jericho picked up the win over Alex Wright, which broke my heart. Yeah. Uh, because as we know from last uh, last session, you love Alex Wright. Alex Wright was yeah. my guy. Um, but yes, <laughs> but August the sixteenth, yes. he lost the title. So now here we are, yeah. one month later, Eddie Guerrero challenging for the belt. He's got a new attitude. Yeah, he's 
full blown heel now, mm-hmm. uh, going up against babyface Y2J. Yes. Uh, and we, we start off the night with, with the, these two absolute legends of the sport Indeed. in Chris Jericho and Eddie. They start with a quick uh, collar and elbow tie up, but Jericho manages to land a, a arm drag. And and as soon as he lands the arm drag, Eddie Eddie gets right up and goes straight to the ref. And he's like, hey, 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 pulling my hair. Pull my hair. <laughs> yep. Which I just found hilarious. Was like, that was an arm drag. There was no I, hair listen, involved hair. here. Yeah, they pull the hair. Um, they go hold for hold. And after Jericho gets the best of him, Eddie again goes up to the ref and tells him that Jericho is grabbing his hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all tactics to slow down the pace of the match. Uh, and Jericho is in uh, full control early, working the arm of Eddie, keeping him in a submission hold, keeping him grounded and taking away his uh, his aerial moveset. That's right. Uh, and for most of this match, for some odd reason, the crowd just doesn't seem to be in it They're as a much. Hit and miss. They yeah. are a hit and miss crowd tonight because there are some moments uh, in the show where they are absolutely electric yeah, and this, on fire. This was a fantastic pay-per-view from the first match to the last. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's just a couple matches that they were just like, oh, I gotta save my energy. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. So yeah, the, the crowd was was whatever, but it, it's still a good match. Uh Edely, Ed, sorry, Eddie. Edely Guerrero. <laughs> Absolutely. Eddie finally <laughs> manages to fight out of the submissions. Uh, but Jericho manages to drop him on, on the top rope and then hit a lion saw uh, for the pin. But Eddie kicks out at two. And Jericho again puts Eddie in a submission hold, working the arm. Eddie finally starts getting some offense in, uh, mm-hmm. trying to change the momentum of the match. Uh, Eddie puts Jericho in a, in a chin lock, backbreaker type combo. Yes. Uh, Eddie then hits Jericho with a with a slingshot headbutt and a pin attempt, but Jericho kicks out. Eddie then puts him in a upside down uh, like backbreaker type of thing. Yes, the gory special. Yes, yes. And uh, according to Mike Tanay, that like his dad used to do that move. That is Not, correct. You know, invented I'm, it. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with whatever Mike Tanay says because <laughs> he's the <laughs> he's the guy. He's the guy. Uh, Jericho though manages to reverse it, and now Eddie's the one in the in the gory in special. That's gory Guerrero. Uh, but Eddie manages to to get his arms free and lift lift himself back up, and it looks like he's about to hit a hurricane on Jericho, but Jericho just slams him face first. Uh, yeah, Eddie then grabs uh, Jericho and is about to start walking the ropes. Uh, but before he can do anything, Jericho trips him and he goes balls first into the top rope. Absolutely. Uh, Something that happens many times throughout the show. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's the, they love that spot. Yeah, the balls are in jeopardy at Fall Brawl. <laughs> uh, Jericho hits him with a drop kick. A drop kick uh, on the apron. Jericho picks Eddie up, and as it. And as if he's going to hit a power bomb, mm-hmm. but instead he drops Eddie on the top ropes like he, he drops him backwards on, on the top rope. Gives him a stun gun. Yeah, that, another that. thing that happens many times throughout <laughs> the show. Uh, after some back and forth, Jericho hits Eddie with a with a spinning leg lariat. Mm-hmm. Jericho tries hitting uh, Eddie tries hitting Jericho with a with a superplex, but misses. Mm-hmm. 
uh, giving Eddie enough time to hit Jericho with the frog splash for the win. There you go. And yeah. we have ourselves a new cruiserweight champion. Brand new champion. Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Eddie Lee. Eddie which, Lee Guerrero. Which is, <laughs> which is cool because um, when we first started doing the reviews of the WCW, uh, I remember telling you that was kind of weird seeing mm-hmm. Eddie like lose so much because yes. you only remember Eddie as like this amazing performer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now we're getting into that into that uh, time period where he's just going gangbusters. Indeed, yeah. indeed. We're, we're going to be ending prematurely on Eddie Guerrero's run mm-hmm. because he, he becomes even more of a significant uh, player mm-hmm. in 1998, at least for the early part of it. Um, but yeah, we are ending off maybe prematurely, but we are also ending off on an absolute classic because next month is for the mask, for the title. It is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, Halloween Havoc. Yep. So we are ending with a bang in terms of the cruiserweight division, which kind of comes full circle because, it, make no mistake about it, they have been the highlight of the cruiserweight division yeah. of WCW and our entire run of 1997. And I think one of the first, like I don't want to say the first one, but I think like one of the first couple matches that we reviewed mm-hmm. of the WCW run was Rey yes. and Eddie. Yes. But that was when they were... When they were both lower yes. on the on the card, indeed, indeed, uh, we are back at the internet area where Jeff Jarrett is being in uh, interviewed about um, Dean Malenko and the match that they're going to have later. Mm-hmm. I have nothing more to say about that. <laughs> match number two: <laughs> <laughs> the Steiner brothers taking on Harlem Heat. Larry Zabisco ends up joining us on the commentary desk yes. for this tag team attraction. Uh, yeah, the Steiner brothers, Harlem Heat, both of these uh, teams are kind of now uh, been left in the dust. Uh, they have no titles to challenge for. They have um, nothing of any significance to do. We put them together and we sprinkle a little bit of tag team action on them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, because um, I think uh, the, the the outsiders been doing this whole thing where like they don't tag with each other. Just <laughs> yeah, so right don't, now. <laughs> yeah, just so they don't have to defend the title. So right, the so. whole tag division is just in limbo at mm-hmm. this point. Yes, very much so. Um, so it is Scott Steiner and Stevie Ray that begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a clean break at the beginning off the collar and elbow tie-up. Stevie Ray, <laughs> who delivers the punches in bunches, uh, but Scott Steiner is able to deliver a hip toss right out the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, go for an Irish whip, but then catches a gnarly big boot by Stevie Ray, like right under the chin. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> a belly to belly suplex. Scott Steiner just fights it right off, fighting right back. Um, Ray powders outside of the ring and then brings in the book of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go back and forth for a little bit until Booker T locks in the full Nelson, but you can't do that on the massive, massive arms and the biceps of one Scotty Steiner, who's easily able to break out. Uh, but Booker is able to land himself a suplex. Top rope, Booker T goes for a flying nothing. He gets caught in the belly to belly and gets hoofed right over. And then it's a massive press slam. Rick Steiner gets into the ring. Both men clean house and the crowd is lightning hot. They are doing the... <laughs> the dog, the, what's his name? Dog face gremlin. Dog face gremlin. <laughs> 
as the Harlem Heat powder out. Uh, back into the ring now, it is uh, Rick Steiner and Booker T. Uh, they start to do a bit of tag team beatings, but Rick Steiner, he's taunting. Uh, taunting, and Bobby the Brain Heenan goes, uh, there ain't nothing going on in there, and it wouldn't even help if it did. (laughs) (laughs) Harlem Heat is able to isolate Rick Steiner, but then out of nowhere, he's able to catch Booker T into a powerbomb. Yes, Scott Steiner is in, but a cheap shot and then a super kick once again under the chin. Killing Scott Steiner over the top rope. Break his jaw. Absolutely. (laughs) Over the top rope and to the floor. Uh, Jackie looks like she's going to take a shot, but Scott Steiner is like, I ain't going to have any bitch hit me. His words, not mine. (laughs) Yeah, because it was so, because she was literally getting ready and everything, and then they just like, nope. Scott Steiner is like, absolutely not. Uh, But outside, uh, Scott Steiner gets beaten down for a bit. The Harlem Heat working over Scotty for a while. Scotty is able to catch a spinning sidekick into a powerbomb. Booker T is getting his ass beat, especially with these high-impact moves, and I freaking love it. Like, every time Scott Steiner or Rick Steiner have a comeback, it's always (laughs) catching them and doing a power move. It's lovely. Rick Steiner hot tag, he closed lines and slams all over the place over and over again. A top rope bulldog to uh, uh, Stevie Ray, but uh, Booker T is the legal man, as a matter of fact. Um, And then, after a little bit, they get a double team drop kick in which he's put up uh, Legion of Doom style, Mm -hmm. and Booker T lands a missile drop kick. Um, But uh, Rick Steiner is able to kick out. Shortly thereafter, Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner are doing some tag team offense, a massive lariat into the German suplex for the win. This match was awesome. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've been very vocal about, about how I have haven't been sold on the tag division. I but, was going to say, yeah. like, these men, it feels like these men came out with something to prove. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had a chip on their shoulder or something where it's like, okay, we're going to prove to you why we're the best goddamn tag teams in <laughs> the company. Yeah, there, w- there was, usually we see, especially in WCW and this year, we usually see a lot of rest holds, mm-hmm. a lot of submission holds. There no. was none of that no. here. It was just, I'm going to try to break you yeah. in half. <laughs> These folks just gelled. Like, I was really dreading going into this match. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, Steiners and Harlem Heat. Like, both of them have under-delivered this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, uh, last month at Road Wild, we saw the Steiners just, like, lose in this really underwhelming match. And over and over again, like, these teams have fallen short. Yeah. To the bigger stars. No. But this match here. That's the one thing about this pay-per-view. The two matches where I thought were gonna be the the downside of the pay-per-view were actually not that bad. And this was one of them. We're gonna get to the other one a little later. Indeed. As the world television title is on the line, it is Alex Wright taking on Ultimo Dragon. Alex Wright, who is now the television champion. I know I know what you guys might be saying. Well, didn't you guys say he just lost the Cruiserweight title? And yes. Indeed. He, then he went. And then right. he picked up the television title. <laughs> he just went and won the next title. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, my, my technical liaison 
I would like for us to play the Alex Wright music. Oh my god, I got you. Uh, for just a moment here. I got you. It's genuinely a delight to see him come out. And because, one of the best things, oh, though, is that now, now when you look at the crowd, yes, people are getting people with him. People the are dance. doing the dance with people him. People are doing the dance with him, and it's wonderful. There's a whole section of just bros at the top oh, that just started just dancing just with dancing, him. I'm like, I love doing the whole swing. It's amazing. I love the work of Alex Wright. I love the work of Alex Wright recently. He has been such a bright spot, like such a dark horse that I had no idea was this good. Before, I I keep saying this is the same story, before we started this this paper, I had no clue who the fuck Alex Wright was. I've never heard of his name before. Yes. Never heard of his name before. Honestly. And then, like, just seeing him just get so much attention so quickly. Yeah. I'm literally just like, what the fuck happened? Right. And in a matter of a couple of weeks, yes, because I remember from one title to another. Yeah, because I remember when he first came out, it was more booze than anything else. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden people are dancing with him and he's actually getting over. Yes. I lit up when I saw that it was the dragon versus Alex Wright. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be something. Um, a quick work by the dragon to start catching Alex running mm-hmm. and off guard. Alex is able to try and work the arm, but dragon flips out and reverses. Alex does it himself, but he has to use the mask in order to take the dragon down. Classic heel work. Massive chop to Alex Wright that just lights up the crowd. Many kicks chopping down Alex Wright, the tall, lanky German sensation, <laughs> says Mike today. Uh, a kick that sends Alex to the outside, and then Alex is able to hang him up on the ropes in order to re-enter. And then, of course, we need some time to do the dancing. Yeah, of course. Come on. The dancing, yes. <laughs> a five-minute uh, dance break. Man. Absolutely. And then a face buster-like move by Alex Wright, just like DDP does, that mm-hmm. power driver into the face plant. Uh, Alex is now just wearing down the dragon with chin lock after chin lock after chin lock. And this is the story of the bulk of the middle match, is that whenever the dragon starts to get a comeback, like, for example, at one point, a very hard kick to the back of Alex Wright. Uh, Wright is able to move and then get uh, move out of the way of a spinning heel kick right to the rear chin lock. And and that's that's one thing that I, that that I liked about this match because usually the chin lock or any submission hold like that we know it's just so the wrestlers can rest and take mm-hmm. take a deep breath. But they did it in a way where it's like it made sense. Yeah, it's like okay. I'm bigger than this guy, mm-hmm. stronger than this guy. Anytime he gets any little bit of momentum, I'm just going to lock him, him in. I'm just, just going to lock him, him down, yeah. wear him down, and get my offense going yeah. again. So I like it when you do it like that. And I think Alex Wright is – he has, like, the perfect – combination of of style Mm -hmm. to match with these high-flying people it makes the matches so interesting it's why i love dean malenko so much in matches with like ray mysterio especially in the early 1996 like their first i think ray mysterio's first match at bash at the beach 96 is with dean malenko and it is a fantastic technical match that just wears Mm. down the high flyer and the high flyer is trying to get the hope spots and the momentum going with these high fires and alex Wright, like right there kitchen sink knee 
right to the gut of the dragon and then right back into the rear chin walk. And it's fantastic. Um, the only downside here is that uh, after a top rope superplex attempt, Ultimo Dragon is able to shove him off, but uh, he catches the feet from the flying nothing, gets locked into another uh, chin lock, and the crowds start to die a death. Like, yeah. they start to get painfully quiet, and yeah, that's yeah. the downside of doing this style for such an extended period of time. I think if you shaved five minutes off of this match, mm -hmm. it would have been much better because they get into the sequences where uh, Dragon is able to send Alex to the outside. The springboard Asai Moonsault gets him back into the ring. They're doing the roll-ups, the, the counters upon counters, and they're picking up the pace. Irish whip, hither and yon, uh, crotched from a drop kick every time. Ultimo Dragon comes for a top rope maneuver. He gets caught with the flying bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flying crossbody over the top rope to the floor by Alex Wright, but they've lost the crowd by this point. Yeah. They're not lit up. They're not fans of what they're seeing anymore because of all of this ground moving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Especially coming off of uh the earlier the earlier match right they're mm -hmm. already like they've they've already seen some cool shit yeah. like they wanted that to keep going i feel like you switch you put this match on first mm. i feel like it might have been different maybe yeah like yeah. They, like like again like you said you cut five minutes off mm -hmm. you move this match to the first match mm -hmm. i think it's a completely different reaction i would say so yes uh, a tiger suplex by the dragon only gets a two count up top now dragon trying to go for the hurricane rana but right ends up with a running power bomb uh but right is able to kick out a moonsault, another kick out. Roll up by Alex into a near fall. Alex gets the knees up on Dragon coming off the top rope. Um, up again, this time the Hurricane Rana is able to pay off. Uh, goes for the Dragon Sleeper, but Alex with those long, langy legs yeah. <laughs> gets the ropes. He tries again, but ends up in a drawbreaker. Then a German suplex. Alex Wright retains. Uh, even though the crowd wasn't thoroughly into this match, I certainly was. This was a fun, fun match. I thought that very it was fun very match. fun. Um, and yeah, Alex Wright continuing the momentum build. I love it. I fucking <laughs> love it. Uh, I can't remember if he's at Halloween Havoc. I've actually forgotten most of Halloween Havoc 97, so I'm very excited to look into it. Yeah. Um, I hope that he's on the show. I hope that he's still television champion. I hope that we are still defending it. It is not just a, a Prince Ayakea reign. Yeah. Where oh, my God. Defends him once and never sees him again. <laughs> oh, that's true. We haven't actually seen him since, since the last review. Exactly. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, backstage with Mean by God Gene. Yes. In which he is uh, plugging something. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, why he's back there isn't important. The yes. important part is that the NWOB uh, team. Yeah, they they storming the locker room. Pass by him. Uh, they come back out and they're all smiling yeah, and it's all the giggle. And mean Gene's like, "What the? Why are you guys so excited? You're, you're cutting into my payroll." <laughs> he goes to check. Well, what has them all smiling? And mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, then we go to see Kurt Henning, who's laid out on laid the floor, in. laid out after being attacked. Is casually shaking the arm. Yeah, as if he's like, "Ooh, yeah, oh, I'm real sore." <laughs> and Mean Gene is selling this like death. He's like, "Good God, <laughs> somebody!" Get out of 
Mm-hmm. That hurts. <laughs> so terrible. So <laughs> Match number four, in which J double F, J A double R E double T takes on the man who deserves better than this, <laughs> Dean Malenko. This is a number one contenders match for the U.S. title, in yeah. which who's holding it? But Steve Mungo McMichael, yeah. who won this. Uh, on a nitro back in August. And not only is this uh, a number one contenders match, but Mm -hmm. this is also stemming from uh, our last pay-per-view that we reviewed, Rolled Wild, where Mm -hmm. Jeff Jarrett left Dean Malenko to face off against... um, Mongo and Benoit. And Benoit by himself. So it's it's a number one contenders match, but it's also sort of a grudge match as well. Mm -hmm. And I have thoroughly had it up to here with Jeff Jarrett. I refuse to commentate any further on his matchups. And I left this match fuming. I was furious. I had to stop watching this show. I had to come back the next day because this was a goddamn show ruiner for me. So, just John, with that information in mind, I'm I sure that you. I have spoiled this match considerably for our listeners, but take us through. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. So at the beginning of the match, Jared sends Deborah to the back. Um, and the match is really, it's a really slow pace to begin as I, all, yeah, as as all, all Jeff, Jeff Jared Jared matches, matches are. are. I cannot express <laughs> enough to you. A lot of disdain <laughs> for Jeff Jarrett matches a lot in the of, year 19. A lot of time wasting on Jarrett's part. You know, he he he's strutting his stuff. Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's com- he's complaining to the ref, but and I've seen a lot of people when 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 reviewing this show, I like to I like to go on the internet and and just see what everyone else says about it. Just get a glimpse of what people were thinking about back in the days. <laughs> and I saw a lot of people comparing it to Eddie, but oh you can't compare it. God, yeah, <laughs> you you can't compare. It's not the same it's thing. Not the same because it's not the same. <laughs> because this wasn't him being strategic about it. Yeah. He was just being an asshole. Yeah, and just being like, oh, he's pulling my hair. He's pulling my hair, and he did it like four. Yeah. Fucking times, and it was like, all right, man, we know what you're doing. It's stalling for time. Exactly. Like they've given him 15, 16 minutes because Ex- that's what Dean Malenko can do <laughs> and in the, a heartbeat. And the thing, but Jeff doesn't want to do Eddie that. The thing with Eddie too is that Eddie would be like, okay, he's pulling my hair, and then give you like five minutes of the greatest shit yeah. you've ever seen. Then be like, oh, I'm pulling my hair. Yeah. So it's it's different than being like he's pulling my hair, than just stalling yes. for another five minutes than doing an arm drag and be like, he's pulling my hair yeah. again and be like, all right, fam, like, <laughs> what are we doing? You are just elongating the process <laughs> yeah. because you don't want to do all of the shit. He's a lazy wrestler. <laughs> he's lazy. Nine, I'll give it to you in the 90s. In the 90s, I'll give it to you. He's lazy <laughs> now. He's just old. <laughs> yeah, a lot of complaining to the ref. A lot of rest holds. Um, I think they do a collar and elbow tie up like in the middle of the match, uh, which was fucking insane. Uh, 
<laughs> Doing the collar and elbow tie up in the middle of your match is wild as shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Nearing the end of the match uh, is when it starts picking up. Dean puts Jeff in a clover leaf, but Jeff reaches the ropes. Uh, Deborah makes her way out to the ring again because, of course, it's fucking Deborah. Yep. <laughs> Deborah is, is comforting uh, Jeff when Dean hits a hits a baseball slide to the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff gets the upper hand on Dean and starts attacking the leg. Uh, he hits a chop block on Dean, puts him in the figure mm-hmm. four for the win, and now he is the number one contender for the u.s title dean malenko loses clean as a fucking whistle and i was he taps out when deborah came down to the ring i'm like okay jeff wins shenanigans but jeff did not win shenanigans jeff won clean Uh Uh clean (sighs) with the figure four offensive offensive booking but offensive. <laughs> but remember, remember what I always tell you. Every show reviewed from WCW, it's has a great opening couple matches. Then there's that one dot in the middle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But it those always happen. Those are normally boring. This was fear. This was infuriating. <laughs> That's fair. <sighs> oh shit. Oh yeah. I think they got 15 minutes through this shit. Yeah. They got a lot of time. They, yeah. I think they got 15 minutes through this. For about five minutes away the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, backstage, mm-hmm. uh, the NWO has a promo, which is a hot mess. It is a fucking mess. Is that the one? Nash is crying? Yes. Yeah, Nash yeah. is crying. Six, again, always. The thing about six... And X-Pac, whenever he cut a promo, he never cut a promo to the camera. He was always talking to someone. Yeah, yeah. So you can barely hear him because the microphones don't pick it up. Yeah. Like, there are so many times where Nash is just like, oh, yeah, and we're going to be doing this, baby. And tonight is going to be our night. And then Six is just like, did anybody tell him that we're going to be here? (laughs) Anybody tell them that we're gonna because we're gonna we're gonna be I hate Ric Flair. (laughs) And then Nash is like, yeah, but you know one thing, guys, is that we're putting the horseman down for good. Yeah, I'm gonna be beating up Ric Flair. I know that for sure. (laughs) Most of like the NWO backstage and promos, it's like they all just go in there and they're like, just just say whatever. Yeah. Talk. Just fill time. Just, 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 yeah. just have a conversation. Each of you come in with your own promo. Yeah. Okay, you guys don't even have to be talking about the same guy. Just yeah. fucking go for it. <laughs> John, my 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 Spanish expert. Okay. My, I'm worried. My Espanol compadre. Oh no. What does Viva la Raza mean? Because last month mm-hmm. we tried to to determine whether or not Conan was Raza. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's not. Uh, Or is he? I'm not. Depends. Okay. But what does Viva La Raza mean? Because we found out that Raza means family. Yeah. So. It's like long long live family. Like long live our race. Or like in this case, the Mexican race. Oh. Like our Mexican family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he says that apropos of nothing. <laughs> Does Conan Viva La Raza? Like nothing. Like, yeah. There's nothing Spanish about it. 
that, that was... the NWO is not familiar. They're just for life, you know. <laughs> They're not family. They're not rasa, as far as I know. Yeah. Like I would never consider Buff Bagwell as as rasa. No, Buff Bagwell's not. <laughs> He's the far opposite <laughs> of Rasa. But nevertheless, Viva La Rasa. It's interesting. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, because Conan's doing his own. Like, he's in NWO, but he's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's on this crusade to yeah. tell people what Rasa is mm-hmm. not and is not Rasa. Yeah, yeah. And he's still doing that to this fucking day. He just still won't shut to up. This day. He just won't shut up. Match number five. I had two choices. Yeah. I could either swallow the the blue or the red pill. I could either have the Jeff Jarrett match or I could have Wrath and Mortis versus the Faces of Fear. And the only thing that set it apart was, well, at least is Glacier this, isn't here. Is, <laughs> is this a judgment-free zone? Is it a judgment-free zone? Yes. I mean, you know me, John. Judgment is incoming. <laughs> but I, let's hear what you're going to say here. I love this match. You love it? I love this match. You loved this match? This match is great. Huh. <laughs> this match is great. <laughs> I know the Mortis and Wrath, I know a lot of the viewers, are, they're going to be like, wait, but aren't you guys been shitting on them for a while? Mm. This match is actually really good. Mm. I like it. Well, you know, to be fair, I have shit on Glacier. Mortis and Raph. You did give Raph his are, props when we yeah, first started. They're a byproduct yeah, of yeah. terribleness, but Glacier is the real core of my issue. That's true. Uh, so Glacier isn't here. Also, since we're since we're on the topic of mm. Glacier, the new WWE game came out, mm-hmm. and I was on the community creation tabs. Somebody of, created Glacier. Someone made Glacier. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. We need to interview that person. <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening. Contact us. We need to know why you made Glacier. People like Glacier. No, they don't. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, So as the Faces of Fear come out, Larry Zbysko says on commentary about the Faces of Fear, uh, well-behaved is just a gorilla that's well-shaved. What the fuck does that mean? Well-behaved is just a gorilla? Yeah. Uh, Just a gorilla that's well-shaved. And Tony Giovanni, all he can say is just like, mm, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to see where he's where he's trying to get by. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mortis and the Barbarian are the ones to start us off with Mortis uh, getting some Who strikes says in. we need Dusty? <laughs> Who needs Dusty when we've got legendary commentary oh, such as this? Uh, corner to corner, Bob, use, uh, Bob Barbarian using the power and pounding him down to the mat. A dirty clothesline to Mortis. And then a tag to the Ming. The Ming is getting in here and immediately misses a splash in the corner. (laughs) And then it's a tag to the big man, Wrath. A second rope clothesline by Wrath that's able to knock down the Ming. As expected, this match is already fucking boring to me. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I'll let you finish. (laughs) A backdrop into a deadlift Powerbomb by Barbarian and uh, and Ming to Mortis. That was good. 
There we go. See. Then we have the uh, the double hammer in the corner, just clubbing blows to to the mortis. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be just the, the. from now on. Everybody's gonna be the, <laughs> the wrath, wrath, the, the mortis, mortis, the barb, <laughs> and the ming. Uh, the Vandenberg oh my crotches. <laughs> Crotches barbarian on the top rope. Mortis is up to the top but gets thrown off anyways. Massive boot by Wrath. A double team powerbomb neckbreaker by Wrath and Mortis. Ming is able to break it up. Wrath works over barbarian. The second rope elbow dropped. Uh, only gets a near fall. Working the barbarian on the outside with the steel steps does Mortis. Uh, he kicks out when he is back in the ring. Uh, and then it's an assisted superplex by Wrath and Mortis. This match is starting to pick up now. Ah, see, there you go. Interesting moves are happening here. And then the Ming gets the hot tag. Massive chop to the Mortis. Turns him inside out. A power slam to the Wrath. Top rope splash by the Ming. Only gets a near fall. All the men are in right now. Ming takes the James Vandenberg and gets him into the Tongan death grip. The I Mortis tries to intervene, but gets the Tongan grip, death grip himself. Yeah. The crowd are on their feet. They are loving the Ming, <laughs> especially when he gets the Tongan death grip. Yep. Uh, but then Wrath is able to rip the Ming right out of the move into the death penalty to win. Love this match. This match was fine. I liked it. This I match was it. fine. That it definitely uh, went above expectations yeah. for me. It wasn't I, horrible. I, when I was looking at the card for this for this pay per view, mm. that was the match. Where I'm like, that match is gonna be the stinker. <laughs> like, I'm like, this this is gonna be the match. Where it's gonna be like, mm. I might have to turn this 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 uh, this, this show off. off. Yeah. And I was I enjoyed it thoroughly, mm. especially mm. that last spot with the tongue and death grip. It definitely, and a good then spot. the super kick, and he's yes. just nothing. I like that spot. Mm -hmm. That spot was really good. Yes, backstage, the horsemen are being interviewed by Mean Bok God Gene uh, that say that Kurt Henning is going to be out. They're going to be down a member. They're not sure what's going to happen to Kurt Henning, and then we get a. Fiery Ric Flair promo here. This was absolutely tremendous. Gino Glenn, if this, if I ever thought about quitting when my back was against the wall, I would not be here tonight. Henning is down. That's the price you pay for being a horseman. But somehow, I know if they can put a heading together, he'll walk that aisle. Woo, and he'll stand tall. In the meantime, Nash, and I'm talking to you, big man, right next to me, five times all pro, and in his leisure time, where's a Super Bowl ring? Also next to me, they call him the Crippler, pound for pound, the best wrestler alive today and that you so fondly want to talk about in this tired old body is more heart, more desire, more soul, and more reality than the NWO will ever know. Woo! And then Winston-Salem, whether it's three, four, two, one, we will bleed, we will sweat, and you will pay the price for life. Woo! All right, I 
Let's get back the to needle you. mover Mongo McMichael can suck my balls. <laughs> He's the devil guy. No, not. Ric Flair proving why he is the nature boy and why he is. We are in Flair country, baby. Thirteen-time nope. world champion. <laughs> he says we're gonna bleed, we're gonna sweat, and NWO is gonna pay the price. Woo! What <laughs> <Match>? was that? <laughs> it was a woo of respect. It was a delicate woo. Match number six, a sleeper match if there ever was one. Yeah. Scott Brickhouse Norton. <laughs> Versus the giant, I'm not Andre's kid, Paul oh, White. <laughs> it's the battle of the beef and the brick. This is uh, one of Vince's like wet dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just two beefy boys That's going right. at it. That's right. Uh, yes, it's two big bastards <laughs> going for power moves right out the gate. It's outside brawling, fists are flying, boots are going all over the shop. They're going up and over the top rope multiple times. Norton's face, heavy off the rail, like stiff. (laughs) But then the giant gets him up into the fireman's carry position, only to get run into the steel post. Then, a suplex on the floor, the giant to Scott Norton. Uh, they get back in the ring, but only for a moment, as Scott Norton clotheslines the giant up over the top rope. Both men tumble down. Uh, back in the ring, Scott Norton with a low blow, and then delivers a stun gun to the giant. Just picks him up like nobody's business. Uh, throat attacks. We're attacking the throat. We're chopping the throat. We're doing what to... Bang, clubby blow to the throat. Nothing but throat work. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the giant is gagging. The giant is, is gargling, trying to get oh away from all of this throat work that Scott Norton is forcing him to be a part of. <laughs> And we culminate the throat work with a back suplex to the giant by Scott Norton. Oh, my God. Scott Norton thinks that he's got everything in the wraps. He's got everything under control. Yeah. When the giant from the ground screams like a zombie. He screams and lifts up his hand. He's like, He grabs hold of the top rope. And does a fucking kip up. <laughs> the giant with a clothesline, a drop kick by the big man. He takes Scott Norton by the throat, picks him up, choke slam down. One, two, three. This match was so exciting. He <laughs> <laughs> saw a seven foot kick up, man. Oh. It was brilliant. This was somehow more exciting than the Giant versus the Macho Man, which seems so implausible. But you should not sleep on this match. You should go out of your way to watch this match. Scott Norton versus the Giant was fucking fantastic. (laughs) Loved every second of it. Uh, Yeah, the Giant picks up a fantastic victory here. Just just, chef's kiss. Beautiful. 
Uh, before we move on to the next match, we are talking about uh, whether or not Kurt Henning will be ready for the war games, or yeah. if it's going to end up being four on three. What's going to happen? What's it going to be? The NWOB team is stronger than ever. <laughs> All right. In match number seven, yes, sir. Yes. Diamond Dallas Page and Lex Luger versus Scott Hall in the Macho Madness that wants to murder the boom. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a classic can they coexist because, of course, if you remember, the DDP mm -hmm. and Lex Luger had a little bit of a falling out. That's right, that's right. DDP hit Luger with, with, with a diamond cutter. Yeah. Luger torture act him, you know. Mm -hmm. It's boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. <laughs> uh, interesting enough, DDP and Luger were supposed to be part of the War Games match. Mm. Uh, they were, but they were pulled from it uh, by Roddy Piper because mm. he's like, "You guys gotta get your shit in order. Yeah. This is a too, uh, this is too important of a match mm -hmm. for you guys to be fucking this up." Yeah. So instead, they booked him uh, versus Hall and uh, Savage. Luger and Hall start, start, and Lex shoves Hall around before doing his flexing thing. Luger hits a forearm on, on Hall and then one on Savage. He runs them into each other and dumps Savage to the floor onto Hall with a press slam. DDP tagged in, but Hall gets a, gets a hold of the arm and gets a slam. He slaps DDP around a bit, which fires him up, and he unloads with right hands. Uh, Hall misses a clothesline. Uh, which lets DDP hit a uh, flapjack. Savage comes in and he's uh, he's all over DDP uh, to continue their feud that's been going on for like a couple months now. I think like five six months now. Uh, DDP fights out of the out of the corner, but Savage grabs the leg to prevent to prevent a tag. Mm. Uh, Hall then stomps Luger down between both rings, which is uh, a cool spot that I haven't. To, to my knowledge, I haven't mm. seen before. Oh, Scott Hall loves that spot. Really? He loves it. Every I've... single time that there's a double thing, he <laughs> always just stop me into the middle. It's really? amazing. This it's is my awesome. first time seeing it, so I thought that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Hall punches the ref, and he tells the ref to suck it while That's right. uh, Elizabeth now is attacking DDP. Yes. Uh, they beat on DDP's ass. <laughs> 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 oh yeah <laughs> like for like six minutes <laughs> it is an outrageous amount of time <laughs> listen after seeing all that a second ref is out and all kicks him kicks him in the head that's right uh and larry sabisco who's been going off on them on the commentary booth mm -hmm. the whole night it's he's the seen only enough reason why he's on commentary yeah. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he's seen enough uh he's pissed he slams on his headset and he heads towards the ring. Mm -hmm. Larry gets in the face of, of Scott Hall. Larry uh, uh, stalls as Luger starts to come up from in between the two rings. Uh, Larry continues to stall. And at one point, he he shoves Hall into Luger so Luger can get a roll-up and, and win. And wins yeah. the match in which Larry Zabisco is the one that counts the yes, three. Yes, Larry counts the, the three, mm -hmm. which I don't even think... It's not possible. That qualifies as a win. <laughs> but Tony and, and Bobby are like, we'll make our own rules. Hey, listen, they rang the bell. They, 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 they're the winner. Yeah. And Scott Hall was reacting as if he actually lost, yeah. I guess. 
what the fuck happened? Yeah, I guess it's a win. <laughs> it's a win. A win is a win. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page and Lex Luger, they rule the day. Yep. Mid event time after a promo for Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. Yep. Macho it's, Man Randy Savage. Slim tough. Jim's Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Uh, we are contractually obligated to call it that next time that we review. Uh, <laughs> I'm we, putting that in the title. Mm-hmm. I'm putting that in the Slim title. Jim's Halloween Havoc. Uh, and now it's main event time. War games. Let the games begin, says Michael Buffer. As, uh, yeah, we're getting ready. It's the NWO versus uh, Horseman with a Man Short. Kurt Henning, not going to be available. Yeah. He is N-A, not available. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Michael Buffer, you know, he does his thing. He, he introduces the match, introduces mm-hmm. the rules. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to go over it because I'm pretty sure you all know how War Games works. But I mean, just in case they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Much like I had to explain uh, at Uncensored 97 how that Battle Royal was going to work or the stakes, uh, the, give, the War Games. Give us give us the War Games. Yeah, they, they normally take place within two rings, you see. And one major cage, much like a, a baseball batting cage, you know, just a long stretch of cage. Um, and in this ring will be two members from the opposing team. They will start and they will have five minutes of singular wrestling action. But wait. No, well, there's more. There's more. Because at a certain pivotal point they will take out a quarter in which they will oh, flip yeah, this is the old whole in school. order to determine uh who uh, will get the man advantage in yeah. the war games cage <laughs> once that happens then the heels win then <laughs> it will be a two-on-one disadvantage and then a two versus two a three versus two, and then a three versus three, and then a four versus three, and then in this case, that's it. It will remain a four versus three, and the only way to win is to quit, is to say I surrender. Yeah. Is to say I give. Yep. Yep. Is to say I cannot take anymore. <laughs> Or a submission. Or a submission. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bagwell. First of all, do you understand the rules of the war games? Yes, yes. As yes. I have described yes, them. Yes, that was a perfect perfect way to describe it. Great. Yeah, perfect way to describe it. Great. Uh, Buff Bagwell and Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> they, start, they start off... <laughs> Your your guy uh, Bagwell. Uh, I love the idea. I love the idea of being so disinterested in this match. <laughs> Listen, uh, Bagwell starts off. Uh, he 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 starts off with uh, with a with Bennett with Benoit whatever the fuck his name is. Yes. Uh, he starts doing some of the poses. Chris has had enough, and he tosses Bagwell into the cage. Bagwell eats some chops in the corner and gets suplexed into the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris gets backdropped into the cage. The ref gets the, the the teams together for the coin toss. And 
surprisingly yeah shockingly shockingly Mm -hmm. the heels win it yes and at this point the crowd is obviously chanting they want sting of course (laughs) we want sting because you know they see that that wcw's down a man or Mm -hmm. the horsemen i'm sorry are down a man so they're like who else could it be Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously we need somebody to step up for the for the wcw it can be luger it can be ddp who's left Mm -hmm. sting so they they start chanting sting Mm -hmm. but they get conan instead uh conan's the next man in benedict chris then some would say it's an upgrade (laughs) to go from sting to conan (laughs) no i'm not gonna let you say some would say. <laughs> I'm find me the sum. <laughs> Chris then slams Conan onto Buff and then yes. sends him into the cage. Mm-hmm. Buff lands a knee and then Conan drops him with a DDT. Uh, then they start stomping on, on Chris as they await for the next entrance, which is like a couple seconds away. Yeah. And and because we've dropped down from every five to two. Yeah. Every two minutes now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe they were very short on time. I don't remember it being two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was really quick. It's a and, fast cage match. <laughs> and again, crowd expecting Sting. Mm-hmm. We want they Sting. They get another upgrade mm-hmm. in Mongo. Mongo! <laughs> he enters fourth, and he runs wild with shoulder tackles on Conan. While, while Chris chops away at Bagwell. Mm-hmm. Tag team boot and drop kick by Mongo and Benoit. Yep. Mm-hmm. One downside of the war games is that uh, it is very little happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a large portion of the match, it is just punches and kicks. Because <laughs> nothing really starts get like they don't really start picking it up until yeah. all the people are in. Exactly. Because that's when shit counts. Like you mm-hmm. can actually make them tap and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Because in next we have Six, yeah. who runs right into Benoit, who chops his dick off <laughs> and then sends him flying off the cage six is pressed uh up to the top of the cage by mongo and then slammed back down very uh, disrespectful <laughs> yes yes indeed and then uh sir you're gonna have to 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 pick up once again here because i got lost in the magic of rick flair getting into the ring because kurt heading comes down yeah he's in a sling yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Bro, let me go. I've got the sling, but I'm I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight." Yeah, Flair. so yeah, so the next entrance yeah. is gonna come in. Yeah, and I guess their original plan was it was to be Kurt, yeah. and then leave Flair for last. So Kurt comes down regardless, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Yo, this was our plan. Let me get back in there." But he's in the sling. He, fuck this sling, and but, yeah. but Rick Flair's like, "No, no, it'll be me. I'll do it. It'll you come me. in last." Yeah. So Flair then comes in. And I got lost in the magic of entering the cage. <laughs> Rick Flair comes in. He runs and I yeah. was just watching as he ran wild. He runs wild, punches, chops on everyone. Uh Mongo gets a gets a backbreaker on Conan while Flair and Six head to ring one, which is I think the closest one to, yes, to, to the thing. Um Nash is the last man for NWO. Yes. And once he gets in. He goes right for Flair, yes, <laughs> and hits hits him with a sidewalk slam. Uh, Chris attacks him, but gets caught and smashed into the cage. This was nonsense, and I six is dangerous, okay? Because he does he catches Benoit in the in the the 
a fallaway slam position, slams mm-hmm. him into the cage. Mm-hmm. Benoit is down in the cage now. Six comes shooting from across the ring and delivers a baseball slide to the back of Benoit's head. And he is sandwiched so hard between Six's feet and the cage. Yeah. It was ugly. And and you know the thing with Six, too, is that because we've seen him since he, he was the one, two, three kid, mm-hmm. for I'm not sure about you or other people listening, but for me, he always gave off like that like little brother mm. thing where he's a, like always just the youngest in yeah. the thing. Yeah. But in this match, he's been around long enough to know that he shouldn't yeah. be doing some shit like yeah. that. He's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's <laughs> old like b- by this point, even though he still has like the whole like I'm just a wild yeah. young guy, no. he's old enough to know not to do some dumb shit like Honestly, that. Honestly, because Nash goes into the next ring and just delivers a big boot to Mongo, <laughs> who falls tree trunk style. Of course, it's yeah. Mongo. Uh, we're still calling for Sting, mm-hmm. even though Kurt Henning is right there, and it's as if the crowd can feel that something's off. It's as if the crowd can feel that something's coming. <laughs> Because Kurt gets ready to enter, we count it down, Uh, a low blow by Ric Flair to Sting and Buff Bagwell as Kurt Henning makes his way in, he takes off the hand, uh, he takes off the sling to reveal that he has two sets of handcuffs in his hands, he's shaking them around. And and here's, here's I'm watching, because I've never, I've never watched this, this match. Mm. So I'm watching the match, and he takes off the sling. And mm-hmm. and like, as you mentioned, the crowd kind of knows something's up, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he takes off the sling. He has both handcuffs. And me, like the dumbass I am, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, oh, he's he's going to use it against NWO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there you like, were yeah. sucked in. I was sucked in. You were sucked in. He takes off the sling, and I'm like, he was faking it. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got the upper hand uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he's got holy. He clubs up the. He bunches up the handcuffs, and immediately turns heel. Like no pomp and circumstance, no build up or anything. He just he pushes they have Nash been, out the way. They've never had friction. Like no. they've been perfect the whole time. Yeah. He pushes Nash out the way and just belts Mongo in the face with with these. With these handcuffs, just belts him in the face, throws the cuffs to Conan, throws the cuffs to Nash, who proceed to cuff Mongo and Benoit to the cage. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. It also should have been a clue that he only had two handcuffs available. Uh, He goes. I I was sucked into the match. I actually enjoyed the match. I was like, you know what? We we got the upper hand. Then when he clocks Mongo, I'm just like, yeah. Uh, they end up proceeding to kill Ric Flair. They're just beating him down. Yeah. They're beating the piss out of him. Uh, Nash gets hold of the microphone. He's like, all right, fellas, what do you say? Do you surrender? And they're like, no. Uh, Chris Benoit spits yeah. at everybody <laughs> multiple times. Um, the jackknife powerbomb to Ric Flair, not once but twice. Um, and then still not giving up. No one is saying that they quit. Um, so then they drag Ric Flair's head yeah. right over, drag him right over to the cage door. And they say, you're going to quit or we're going to kill this man. 
they, yeah, they didn't say that, but that's basically what they implied because, you know, a steel cage yeah. door slamming into your neck. That's right. <laughs> so Mongo says, you know, you got to stop this. All right, we quit. It's yeah. it. It's over. It's done. Don't do it. And they do it anyway. Because <laughs> Henning slams the door right onto the head of Nature Boy Ric Flair. Done and dusted. The NWO win. Kurt mm-hmm. Henning has been uh, driven over to the dark side. Uh, yeah, this match, um, it was something. It, it was something. It, it, um, was, it was good. The, the mm. heel turn came, came kind of out of nowhere because mm. uh, there was just like nothing to indicate yeah. that he would turn heel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good match. It was a it was a decent it was a decent little match. Like it was a, it's not the worst War Games match, mm-hmm. but it's also not the best War Games. It's like right, it's like somewhere in the middle, mm. like upper middle, yes, of like War Games matches. Yes, and so um, back to what we were discussing at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. about the buy rates being low, the attendance not being all that much. Uh, being significantly down from the previous month's pay-per-view, which is notoriously a bad Mm pay-per-view, wanted to talk to you about it because I was listening to 83 Weeks, Eric Bischoff Mm -hmm. podcast, in which he doubles down on the stance of this was the right move, this was the right thing to do, because we also have to discuss the fact that there is no Arn Anderson at ringside. Yeah. The man that they trashed and buried on air. Yeah. Was he is there. nowhere to be found. And then the to uh, help the, the horseman, even just from a supportive standpoint, yeah. because he can't get physical. No, because this this I feel like for me, this this match was was doomed from the start. Mm. Because you don't have the proper NWO. Yeah. Even if you don't get Hogan, yeah, if which you, you can't. If you at least get DDP and Hall, which were mm. who were on the fucking uh sorry, not DDP and Hall, my bad. Uh Scott Hall and uh Nash, Nash. Nash is in it. Nash and Savage. Yes. And yes. Bagwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're yeah. now you now got we're talking. now you got something. Mm-hmm. But the fact that none of like only Nash is in it and mm-hmm. Bagwell, but you know. Yeah. I mean, all due respect to Bagwell and Six, I have no respect for Conan. But (laughs) (laughs) no, no one does. They are not on the level of the guys that have been aforementioned and even getting all the wins. Even in the Horsemen's corner as well. Mm. Even though, yeah, that's the, the the those are the four Horsemen that we're that we're going with. Yeah, the fact that you could have had a better lineup because mm. you could have had DDP and Savage and Flair mm. on the same team. Yeah. And Henning. And Henning. Yeah. Which probably would have fit even better for having a Henning heel turn yeah. because DDP's in there. Exactly. So you you have a pre-existing you have none of those things. And then on top of that you don't have Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that you don't have Sting, which don't pe- have the Sting. people are been waiting Begging for. for. And you don't have Hogan, so it's like, you know, it mm-hmm. was it was kind of doomed from the start. Like you mm-hmm. you, you have Conan, mm-hmm. and, and then you have the heel turn. It's yes. like, all right, absolutely. I I one hundred percent agree with you. I am I am firmly in your camp. Um, 
in regards to listening to the 83 Weeks podcast, you know, Conrad Thompson, uh, he takes the firm stance that this was a very stupid move. Mm -hmm. This killed the town. This killed North Carolina. They mm -hmm. were never able to draw as well again, which is true. Um, the, the, you've never been able to draw again. Horsemen never get their comeuppance. They never get, like, redemption or mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. like that. Anything that's spun off never gets resolved, etc., yeah. uh, etc. Et um, but Eric Bischoff goes on the standpoint of how were the horsemen drawing in 1992, 93, 94, 95, 96? They weren't. The, then why put them in that position in the first place? Uh -huh. Uh, and there's like, oh, it's flare country. So we were doing it for heat. We were building up the hardest stable in wrestling for the payoff at Starcade 1997, mm -hmm. uh, which we've talked about and hinted about so much. We will be reviewing Starcade 1997 yeah, yeah, yeah. in our lead up to our next season, uh, which I'm going to be talking to you about after this episode. I because got you. I think I have an idea. Oh. <laughs> but be that as it may, he says we were building up. It is heat. It is heat. It is heat. So as much as you have nostalgia for the horsemen, put the nostalgia aside and realize the fact that the, the North Carolina was apparently a dead town. Mm -hmm. um, hard to say. Yeah. I mean, they weren't drawing in the Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah. By any and means. you could have still you could have still had them on the card. It was mm -hmm. just the war game mm -hmm. should have been a different group of people. Yeah. You could have still had them, you know, fucking Flair and Kurt versus, I don't know, fucking Bagwell and mm -hmm. Six or some shit. But my question to you is that um I think what really sticks in people's craw, as it does for me as well, that because of what they did to Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the horsemen lost coming off of that, mm -hmm. that is the main thing that they think killed the town is that they will always take their favorites and kill them, even though this is grounds for a babyface victory. So my question to no, you is... Sorry, and before you even ask mm, that question, because not only did the whole Arn Anderson thing not get resolved, but mm, then they make the the hometown heroes look kind of like kind of goofy yes. because they he surrenders because they're about to hit Ric mm -hmm. Flair, but then they still end up hitting Ric Flair. So yes. it's like, so you surrender for no reason. So yes. now not only did you guys get embarrassed on nitro, mm -hmm. you guys get embarrassed in your home crowd. In the home so crowd. yeah, there's no way you come back from that. Mm -hmm. And my question to you is, is this is, this is double sided because Eric Bischoff maintains that this town was dead, but do you think if the horseman picked up the win here, mm -hmm. would it have sacrificed the NWO too much? Or in that point, if the horseman had won, would we be looking back at this match at the NWO, at the storyline at WCW as a whole more fondly if the horseman had picked up the victory here. Because we have to consider the idea that, um, you know, if the horseman wins, does that kill NWO momentum? So, so your opinion, sir. I, 
I don't think it does at all because, again, like we've been saying the whole show, this is their B team. Mm. This wasn't the actual NWO. Like, this is what this team is here for, Mm -hmm. to get baby faces a win over the NWO, but not really the NWO. You know what I'm saying? Not the main pillars. Exactly. So I I don't think it would have killed their momentum, like, at all. Mm. Um, And in turn, do you think that would have helped? WCW in terms of drawing power if if the Horsemen got a victory. I feel like it would have saved their relationship with North Carolina. I don't Mm. think it would have been like a game changer. Like we would have been looking back like, oh, thank God Mm. four Horsemen won at the war games. I don't think it would have been that crazy because, again, it's still the B team of NWO. Mm. And there's still a lot of things that they could have done to make this a way better war games mm-hmm. but i think it would have still given them that respect from the north carolina crowd and be able to like you know what we can still go back because you know we, we were in good faith with with the crowd already right yes. but you know like i said disrespecting arn anderson a founding member of four horsemen mm-hmm. then making them look stupid at the pay-per-view it's like why am i <laughs> why am i gonna show up for the next yeah for because you got to think about like, it's not like now where like, if like, let's say me and you go to a show and mm. we don't enjoy it, yes. you know, th- we still have the internet. We can watch with their next show in Pittsburgh and be like, yo, mm-hmm. you know what? They just probably had a bad night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But back then it's like, if you fuck up a crowd, like if you mess with the crowd, you're not going to be able to go back to that city. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause it's not the, like there wasn't that forgiveness that there is now i feel like now there's like a lot more leeway where like Mm. if you go to a show and it's not as great Mm. next time they show up you're still gonna get tickets you're still gonna line up Mm -hmm. back then i don't think it was it was as new it wasn't as friendly uh yeah we're i mean i think this is this is a deadly one-two combo Mm -hmm. for wcw and my main reason why is because they were in competition with Raw, with mm-hmm. WWE, that were, as you pointed out during the ratings war section, were starting to gain ground. Yeah. They were starting to have television that was more interesting yep. than that of WCW programming. And even though they weren't drawing as well as they were in the eighties in the NWA when four horsemen was at its peak, Mm -hmm. Charlotte, North Carolina or North Carolina in general was a home base for WCW Mm -hmm. diehard fans. And if you're going to kill that town off for the sake of the new world order, even if you've resurrected it with the NWO, it's like a double edged sword here. It's like, yes, you have the hotter property in your heel NWO faction, but I think it was short-term effectiveness for let's keep getting them heat. Let's keep getting them heat because yeah. Sting will pay it off. But then what about your second-tier baby faces or and, your third-tier baby faces? And even if, if, if they would have done it in a way where it, it makes the four – like the four horsemen lose, but they look like badasses mm-hmm. as they lose. Like, oh, now it's a – five against three, mm-hmm. but they just keep fighting. But the fact that was like, oh, he turns heel, one punch, Mongols out. Yeah. Uh, handcuffs, handcuffs, and then power, uh, jackknife to Ric Flair. It's like, mm-hmm. 
all right, so you're not even giving me anything for me no. to, to be excited about, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't understand why we couldn't have had an Arn Anderson throwing in the towel. That would have that would have been better than I yeah. Don't understand? Yeah, that would have been amazing. If you just have all of the horsemen that are they've been cuffed or they're killing Ric and Flair, they just keep refusing, and they just won't. And like, even if Mongo had passed out, and it's just Benoit left, and he's just like, or actually, I would give it to Mongo. I think Mongo could sell it more because mm-hmm. he was. I'll give credit to Mongo, and this Finally. will be the only Holy time that shit. I do <laughs> that Mongo was selling it a bit more mm-hmm. with the with the desperation and like you sons of bitches like stop with flair. Yeah. Whereas Benoit is just spitting. So if <laughs> <laughs> which is badass. But if if you like knocked out Benoit, Mongo is on his last legs, he's like, I don't mm-hmm. I, I want to. I want, but I, but I won't. I won't because I know that you won't allow it. And then Arn, who's suffered the career-ending injury, he knows this could be taken away from you at any moment. He comes down with that towel and he's like, "Fuck it, stop." Yeah. And then kill off Ric Flair if you want, but at yeah. least they're more badass in the fact that none of them were like. We can't because yeah. we know what this and, means. And then you can even recover. You can even recover from that because then in the next uh, nitro, yeah, you just have hit uh, Arn Anderson come down and it basically say what you said. You're yeah. like, I suffered a career danger. I know what it's like, so I didn't want to see yeah. uh, my best friend go through that. Blah blah exactly. Blah. And he would have major guilt because he gave Kurt Henning his spot as the enforcer. There's a lot. Oh, my. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand why they didn't go that route with an Arn Anderson. Holy because shit. I just don't understand why Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson wasn't used yeah. in any form. I get that he can't be physical. I get that but he, he can can't still, use Arn. Yeah, he can still throw in a towel. That's exactly. Not- <laughs> like, because he had already gone under the knife. He had already had his surgery. Nothing was going to happen from yeah. him throwing in the towel. But be that as it may, I think, yeah, it's a deadly one-two combo of disrespecting Arn. And not even just about the horsemen, but just killing off baby faces yeah. that could help you. And and you're talking like back in those days, it's it's not like now where like the product, the wrestling product is more like uh it's more it's more like a general purpose, mm-hmm. like whoever, like this is yeah. for whoever. Yeah. Back in the days it was very territorial. Like if yeah. you go to a city, you need to know yeah. what type of environment that city is, what they like, what they don't like. So yeah. Dropping the ball like this is mm-hmm. is a deadly, mm-hmm. deadly thing that could happen. And the thing is, is as I mentioned about the war, you know, mm-hmm. you kill off that town, you only draw eleven thousand people. Okay, in uh, what is this? September. So let's say six, seven months time, the WWE goes to Greensboro, mm-hmm. the Greensboro Coliseum, in April of next year 98 yeah and they draw 21,000 people they sell out the greensboro coliseum and that right there is is telling to me because where you fail the wwe always swoops mm-hmm. in 
and is like, okay, you've killed off the town. Here's us, and, and here's our product. And by the way, our product actually caters to the audience that we're actually doing it for. And and it's like playing. It's like playing Risk. Like once once you get hold of that territory, that shits you. Like it doesn't matter what you put on the card next. That's gonna be a a, a WWE territory now. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. Because they know that like if they pay their money to go see the show. Mm-hmm. WWE is going to take care of them. That's unlike right. they're going to bring WCW. something that's more compelling. They're exactly. going to bring Degeneration X. They're going to bring just talking about that Unforgiven show. Mm-hmm. It's a very good show. Uh, they're going to bring DX. They're going to bring Sable in mm-hmm. a evening gown match. So you mm-hmm. get your little titillation. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to bring you an Inferno match in which the Undertaker stands tall, burning his brother. And then we're going to have Steve Austin on top in the main event. For the WWF title, we are giving you things in Greensboro, in North Carolina, in WCW country. And even if the crowd isn't like lightning hot, uh, they're still getting their money's worth. And they're still getting proof that every time they do come back, they're going to get good wrestling, good entertainment. Which is something that they didn't get from WCW. So I think, yeah, had... Had they gone over, or had they at least been protected in going over, mm-hmm. instead of brutally buried, I think... By the BT. Yes. I think we'd be <laughs> looking at WCW that might have been able to linger yeah. a bit longer. Yeah. But it's because you kept killing your baby faces, and then you didn't stick the landing. Yeah. Oof. but yes it's it's a good conversation to have um as to as to what might have been but we must deal with the match of the night the standout star and the overall show grade which is very difficult this time around because (laughs) overall i thoroughly enjoyed this pay-per-view i think it's a sleeper pay-per-view that people should be going back and having a look at because this was fantastic but match of the night standout star show grade just john what do you have for me sir uh my match of the night uh this was this was a tough one because there's a couple matches here Mm -hmm. that i really really enjoyed Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with Eddie and, and Jericho. The opener, yeah, I'm the a, opening cruiserweight. Very I'm gonna good. Go with Eddie and Jericho. Mm. Uh, my standout star is Alex Wright. You are I, I'm, you're I'm, on the I'm Alex on the train. Right train. I'm on the Alex Wright train, man. I, I love be. seeing it, man. As you should. And be. then my overall show grade was four point five. Um, if it weren't for the Jared Malenko match mm. and the ending to the DDP and the uh, outsiders match oh you didn't like the ending it was all right i would have liked an actual ref to Mm. to count the pit like yes because leaving it up in the air like that i would like the match wasn't bad at all it's Mm. just the fact that kind of just got left like up in the air like did they win did they not win Mm -hmm. is this a point for nwo is this a Mm -hmm. point for wcw what are we doing here yes but other than that like almost a perfect show Mm -hmm. if you just shorten uh the Dean Malenko Jeff Jarrett match, or just cut it in general. Honestly, <laughs> like, <laughs> if you cut that match, we would have had a, a perfect, perfect pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good, very good. I I agree most most wholeheartedly. Match of the night is going to the Steiners and Harlem Heat for me. 
match. A, a match that I was not looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag division, as you've mentioned countless times, has really been a drag down. Yeah. Um, but I felt that these men over-delivered. Over-delivered. And again, I, I truly think that they went out there with something to prove. Like mm-hmm. They needed to prove something. I don't know what was going on <laughs> internally. Probably something backstage. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> pissed them off, or if because the tag division is being held hostage by the outsiders, I don't know. But mm-hmm. whatever it is, it worked. And following that up, my standout star is going to be the tag team of the Steiner brothers. Mm-hmm. I thought their comebacks were really good. I thought they were really good with the crowd. Um, again, every time that they were having any type of comeback, it was a catch and slam. <laughs> and the formula works. Every time they did it, they lit up the crowd. It was listen, great. Especially when you find them a, a good dance partner. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, who doesn't want to watch four giant guys just exactly. fucking belly, yeah. belly suplex each other? And Absolutely. Shit. And, I, and I think that this, this match showcased why in WCW these two were the pillar tag teams, Mm -hmm. why they were always tag champs, why they were always going after each Mm -hmm. other. This really made sense and made it clear to me, oh, yeah, that's why they talk about them so fondly. I needed a reminder. They just have great chemistry. Exactly. I needed a reminder, and I got it in that match. Um, And then the the overall show grade, 4.5, I agree with you, because there were just little Things it's just yeah, just kind of that things. really were like, uh, uh, yeah, uh. like they just kept hitting where I'm like, mm, mm, it's like, why did be, you do that? Why you'll be you having a great time, and then like something will happen, you're like, ah, oh. yeah, because it's like there are just many points in the show where it's like, oh, why did you do that? Yeah, oh, but yeah. why that though? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, you trim a little bit of the fat, and yeah. this becomes just a five out of five exactly like if they shaved five minutes off of the right dragon would have been great if the malenko Jarrett match had either been cut or just booked to make malenko better just yeah yeah, like why is malenko (laughs) taking a clean lot to jeff Jarrett of all people uh you know mortis and and uh wrath and the phases of fear it's a fine match but it starts out really boring And then, of course, the finish, the finish to the main event where you just kill off the horseman. And it's like, ah, like I, I get it from a heat standpoint. I get it. But it's so short term thinking that it is really like detrimental. You know what? To be honest, if if I were to come into this pay-per-view with no prior knowledge mm-hmm. of the storylines, yeah, I feel like I would bump it up to a five because all the mistakes that we did talk about, yeah, were were mistakes mostly just because we we've been watching the product for a little bit, yeah. especially even the main event because we know about the Arn Anderson stuff, mm-hmm. we know what's yeah, but like we know if, what's coming after. If as you well. go in with just like I'm just gonna watch the show. Mm-hmm. I can see you giving it maybe like a five or, you know, closer to like a 4.8. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because we have just all the, like the backstories to all of this, it's like, this was a good pay-per-view, but it could have been better Mm -hmm. because we know the things that could have been done. Honestly. But. Fundamentally, flawless show. Yeah. it's All the matchups make sense. 
all of the storylines leading up are you know cohesive there they're was, coherent uh, except for the malenko jerry match no one was yeah. actually slacking off yeah. like everyone brought their a game where yeah jericho and eddie brought their a game alex wright and dragon were fantastic yeah. harlem beat steiners the sleeper match of norton and the giant over delivered exactly the main event is is fine like it's a they, decent they event. good it's a, work yeah but yeah the little even the things. the ddp yeah. Their match was yeah. very good. Like very good. and like the ending, it was only a problem for me just because mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. But but you listen to the crowd, the crowd they were they popped for Larry. They love they it. went crazy for when Larry went up there and, and went face to face with Hall. They were yeah. going fucking crazy. So it was there. It <laughs> yeah. was, all the pieces were there. And yeah, I totally agree. If they just tweaked a little bit, we're, been... we're looking at an incredible show. Yes, um, one day we're going to review a five out of five. Show. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Well, we're getting there. <laughs> let's see. Let's see if it's the next one. Because that's Halloween Havoc 1997 headlined and culminating our year-long storyline that we have followed. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood Hogan. Rowdy Roddy Piper, they clash one more time. And you get the legendary match of Eddie and, and Ray. And Ray Mysterio. So that's on there. There too. is a lights out match with Diamond Dallas Page and Randy Savage. Oh shit. They complete yes. their feud. Yes, that ends at ha- uh, Halloween Havoc too. Yeah, so we are coming to a close on a few storylines and a few things that have really encapsulated our time. And the reason that I wanted to take a look at it was 10 years later, uh, Hogan and Piper clashing Mm -hmm. once again. Was it good? Was it shit? Is it sleeper feud? Is it one that should be looked back in reverence? Or is it what is been touted as age in the cage? Oh, my God. (laughs) And and make sure you guys go on Twitter and Mm -hmm. let us know. Was this a perfect show? Mm. Was Fall Brown 97 a perfect show? Yes. Or are we just nitpicking? Let us, are we nitpicking? Let us know yes. if you've watched the show, maybe watched it live when 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 it happened. When it happened or have uh, watched it recently. Exactly. Yes. Let us know. Was it a was it a five out of five? Or mm-hmm. do you think we were right with the 4.5? Yes. Or are we overhyping it? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yes. Was this a terrible show? Yes. <laughs> let us know. Are we overhyping? Are let we crazy? Know. The Colossal Tussle One, let us know. And we will see because after all, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us for this episode of the Colossal Tussle Podcast. Leave us a rating, review, like, share, and subscribe on all of the platforms such as... Uh, we are on uh, Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. Audible, Stitcher, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio is the new one as well. Yes. Uh, so yeah, anywhere where you can listen to uh, to to podcasts, we are there. Yes. Uh, if if your platform has a like button, like it. If it has mm-hmm. a subscribe button, subscribe. Yes. Do all those things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And share it if you like us yes. as we continue to build our community. We are gaining some very good traction. We are multinational. We are worldwide. They're mm-hmm. listening to us all over the place. But we want to continue to build to bring you more and more yeah. content. We and would again. love to open up a Patreon at one point in which we have some things lined up that we would like to put on 
there yep. uh, if we have the backing to do so. Um, so yes, share us around if you enjoy us, even if somebody is curious about old wrestling and just want to have a little taste of nostalgia with some Canadian boys. <laughs> <laughs> Send them our way and they will not be disappointed. Yeah, and if you are a indie promotion, it doesn't it, in Canada or anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. uh, you can hit us up at our email, which yes, is which is colossal tussle pod at gmail.com. Hit us up on our email and we'll shout out your show at the beginning of, yes. of, of the pod. And not you know? just your show, but anything you wish for us to sponsor. Yeah. Anything you wish for us to plug and promote. We are here to support Canadian independent wrestling, to support Canadian shows, to yep. support Canadian items and activities, and yep. not just sparing Canada. We will promote your shit worldwide if you are <laughs> in India. If you are in Greece somewhere with a little soap shop and you need a little extra nudge, feel free. Feel free to contact your You're Canadian going off the boys. Rails, buddy. Come on, bring it back in. Bring it back in. <laughs> we'll shill anything. Oh. <laughs> but until next time, our final. Stop, just John. Our final stop on this road of storyline. We are out. (laughs)